This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. April 30th edition of the program. Welcome to the show. My name is Brett McMillan, and this is the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Season 3 here in 2019, and you're checking in today for an episode with Cardinals alumni Fernando Tatis, who was recently here for a Budweiser bash, and Tom Herr who is here as part of some activities at the Cardinals Museum, including, I believe, the Artifact Spotlight, Flashback Friday, and Saturday Signings. Now, a note on Tom Herr, who will be our second guest. As I said, part of Flashback Friday. If you are familiar with the program, you know that we've been bringing you some of those interviews throughout this past winter, and then also just last week, Woody Williams was our first Flashback Friday of 2019 that we let you hear uh, we will eventually give you Tom Hur in that format, too, but I don't know. It might be this baseball season. It might be this winter. It'll be different content that I talk about versus what Brian Finch from the Cardinals Museum might. I mean, some of similar themes, I'm sure, but different questions. And I only talked with Tom for about 10 minutes. Brian probably went close to 35 or 40. So that's just a programming note. You might be saying, Brett, I don't care. I just want to hear the episode. That's totally valid. But for some of you, you kind of like, no pun intended, the inside baseball of it all. And that's what it is. So eventually, Tom Herr, if you like today, uh, you can, can check out the longer episode we will bring you at some point here, probably in the next calendar year or so. But we're going to start with Fernando Tatis tonight, and you probably know because it's 20 years ago. In fact, 20 years ago, the day that I interviewed him, it was April 23, 1998. Fernando Tatis, in the third inning at Dodger Stadium off Chanho Park, did something that had never been done before in the history of Major League Baseball. Fastball, and it's a grand slam. Woo! We see who pardoned that one. A grand slam home run, and the Cardinals lead it four to two. That went over the bullpen. That went over the back wall of the bullpen. No, I don't think it went that far, did it, Joe? It Holy disappeared man. behind the wall. Woo, there wasn't and any doubt about that. Did one, you right? hear how quiet this place got? <laughs> oh yeah, they just. <laughs> wow. Tatis could make it an 11-run inning here in the third. Cardinals have already scored seven. In the pitch, the runners go 3-2 to T. Swing and a long one. There it is, folks. Baseball history. A second Grand Slam home run for Fernando Tatis in the third inning in Los Angeles, California. And the Cardinals lead it to 11-2. Wow. Wow. Get those record books out, folks. The date, 
April the 23rd, 1999, and we've just seen Fernando Tatis hit two Grand Slam home runs off of Chan Ho Park in the third inning, a hanging slider, and the fans here at Dodger Stadium are giving him a standing ovation. Wow. That's right, two grand slams in one inning. In fact, I was looking at it before I stepped into the studio. Really, the list of guys to hit two grand slams in one game is pretty exclusive. I think we're talking less than 20, 25 people in the history of Major League Baseball, which is remarkable when you think about almost 200 years, 150, I guess, of Major League Baseball's existence. And there's just a couple of guys, uh, in reality, that have hit two in a game. Tatis, two in one inning. The great calls there from Mike Shannon on the Cardinals radio network. Fernando Tatis here for a Bud Bash, a special theme theme ticket. Fans got to do a, a short meet and greet, get to say hello, and get a signed bobblehead from Herna, uh, Fernando Tatis. So that's what he was in town for on the 20-year anniversary exactly of that magical moment at Chavez Ravine. And that's what we began talking with him about is what was the emotions of that like doing something that had quite literally never been done before in the history of the sport. Oh, man. That was a great moment for me, uh, for my career. Um, he two grand slam in one inning. It was something that you don't see. It. Like, you know, first time it, it happened, and uh, I love it. I love it. You hit the first one, and then you come up, and they're loaded again. Are you thinking, even in the back of your mind, I should try to put a little extra swing on this and just see what happens, or is that not the way you approach that? Effort? No, never is, is going to be like my approach. My approach and my second about there was try to hit the ball, you know, where the pitch is. So you just, you know, if it's happened, it's happened, you know, and there is, it's happened. What do you remember running around the bases after the second one? I'm sure that you could hear a pin drop. I was so happy about it, and... Uh, you know, I look at the faces to all my teammates, they smile, they're happy, you know, very good that night. What, when the day ended and you kind of got to reflect back, what were, were the thoughts about it? I mean, I'm sure the Hall of Fame came and got your stuff. Like, what was the part of the day that just was like, man, I can't believe that happened? That's what I'm saying. Oh, man, that, I cannot believe that happened, you know, and that really happened. Yes, you, I'm really did it, and, you know, I'm very happy about it. Offensively, some of the best numbers of your career were here in St. Louis. What clicked for you those four years that you were a Cardinal? I was enjoying my moment here. You know, I was very happy to come into the ballpark every day and uh, just play hard here. And play here in St. Louis, it was something different, totally different. You had the chance to hit in an, in an order that had Mark McGuire in it. How did that change your at-bats, the fact that he was, you know, 98, 99, 2000, doing what he was doing? I'm sure you saw some good pitches because of that. The whole team, it was great that year. So if we look at it, you know, every and everywhere that I hit in, in the lineup, so we always got some good guy, guys behind me. So I had, uh, sometimes I hit a third, sometimes I hit a fourth, fifth, and, uh, Everyone in that team would support the whole line. Playing with Tony Larusa as your manager, what was that relationship like? Smart guy, very smart. So you're learning about a lot, you know, right next to him. So you're learning about the game, you know, the situation, hitting situation especially, how to go the other way, you know, when to go the other way, when you know you have to punt. So you're learning a lot with Tony. I'm glad to play for him. 
When you tell other people about St. Louis, other guys within the game, what did you tell them you enjoyed most about being a Cardinal? Just happy to be here and just, you know, defend how they're going to support you. You know, they're going to support you no matter what. So just be nice to the fan, you know, just go out there and play the right game and they're going to give you a big support. Fans are excited to see you today. Uh, they'll be curious about what you're doing now. What, what do you do now in retirement? <laughs> I'm back home, you know, just um, working with my kids and uh, relax and watching the game. That's what I'm doing right now. Are you coaching, like coaching college or high right school? Right now, yes, I'm coaching right now and with uh, young guys, you know, young kids coming up. And uh, I'm the manager in the Winter Bowl in Santo Domingo, so that's what I'm doing. It. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. Back in our Bush Stadium studios, hope that you enjoyed the conversation with Fernando Tatis and want to remind you that we're calling all soccer fans as Soccer Night returns to Bush Stadium on Tuesday, May the 7th. Fans purchasing a special theme ticket will receive an exclusive long-sleeve Cardinal soccer jersey, says St. Louis across the chest, and has a neat uh, emblem on the left shoulder kind of area that has both the Cardinal bird on bat and uh, a version of the flag of the city of St. Louis. You can get that jersey by getting your tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. It is sharp-looking St. Louis, a great baseball town, of course, but also historically soccer roots here in our region as well. All right, on to conversation number two for the program, and that is Tom Herr. You know that he played second base for many years for Whitey Herzog's Cardinals in the 1980s. We talk about playing for Whitey, what it was like to turn a double play with Ozzie Smith, the 13-time Gold Glover, and also begin with his call to the big leagues. He got the call in 1979, and as it would be, his family was actually in town visiting. Both of his parents and then his mother-in-law were visiting he and his wife when he got the call and was told, hey, you're going to St. Louis to play a professional big league baseball game. We were in Springfield, Illinois at that time in AAA, and they had just gotten out for a visit, and I got the call. Uh, Hal Lanier called me, who was our manager in Springfield that year, and said, you're going to the show. So we, we, my dad and I jumped in the car and drove down, and then the girls came a little later. And uh, it, was, uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, it, there's nothing like uh, getting called up to the big leagues. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. And uh, it, it was a... a, a kind of a special combination of excitement and fear and uh, fear of the unknown, you know, uh, but it was cool, you know, I really, uh, you know, it was, it was a great, uh, great experience. You were a fixture here for so long and there's fans that will watch this that have a lot of memories of you, but do you have a favorite memory from your time as a Cardinal? Yes, my favorite all-time Cardinal moment was Jack Clark's home run in game six of the 85 National League Championship Series against Tom Needenfuhrer, who later became a Cardinal. But, yeah, that was uh, that, that was like the shot. Uh, that, that was like the Kennedy assassination. You know, it was like, where were you when Jack hit the home run, you know? That was incredible. I was uh, – that was so exciting. He, he, that, that home run got us into the World Series, basically. And uh, you know it was such a uh, it was such a fantastic year for us '85. Unfortunately, we we couldn't finish it off in the World Series, but uh, 
you know, oftentimes just getting to the World Series is more pressure than actually playing in the World Series. And uh, for us to come back and beat the Dodgers in six games after they had uh, taken the first two games of that series from us was uh, it was just a really uh, phenomenal. And Jack's home run was just classic. What made that 85 team so special? Because out of those 80 teams, there are a lot of fans that will identify that particular one that they liked it. But for you, what kind of made that one different than 82 or 87 or any of the other years? Well, for me, what made a difference was that I was uh, I was a bigger contributor that year. You know, I was hitting right in the center of the lineup and and had my, uh, my the best year of my career that year. So I felt like I was more a part of it. Um, you know, it, it was just a combination of, uh, you know, six guys in the lineup all having great years at the same time. You know, there, there's a lot of variables that go into making a good team, and, and sometimes all the variables land on the plus side all together, and that's kind of what happened. You know, uh, Vince emerged and was a was a most prolific base stealer of his time, and uh, Willie McGee had his MVP year, and I had the year, and Jack had a great year, and uh, Terry Pendleton was coming into his own and had a just a fantastic season, and um, you know Andy Van Slyke was uh, maturing into the player that everyone thought he would become, and uh, e- even the role players were you know played big roles. Jose Okendo and uh, Tito Landrum and. Uh, you know, it was just uh, it was just one of those years where everything kind of clicked together and made it special. I've heard guys say before about Whitey, he would walk up sometimes and say, "All right, in this situation, you're going to do this, and then this is going to happen, and then two innings down the road, this will happen, and and this is why we're making this move." Do you have like a personal story about a situation like that where where he deployed you a certain way and it came to pass that that he was correct? Well, no, I don't have anything specific. Uh, that I could speak to in that regard, but what what's remarkable about Whitey that I think people that know him realize is the guy never forgets anything. He has the best memory of any human being I've ever been around. I mean, he, he remembers stuff that uh, is just incredible. So, you know, as far as, uh, you know, helping his manager skills, I think that was huge because, you know, he would remember, you know, what happened in similar situations and, in past games and and could kind of compute that into the present uh, present game he was managing and that that was really uh, impressive about him and uh, even to this day he's you know he's he's getting up there now but he still you know he'll remember the craziest things that I've long ago forgotten about and uh, he he was just an incredible guy in that regard you had so much continuity as a team i mean really year to year the lineup was roughly going to be the same. It's so different than today. How did continuity like that for the better part of a decade maybe add something that, that or give something that maybe we saw then that we don't see now, not necessarily negative or positive, but just because guys are together like they were back then? Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons for our continuity was that, uh, you know, we all uh, – you know, we are all kind of young in the early 80s and kind of grew up together, so – um, you know, free agency was a part of the game then, but, uh, you know, we, we were all, you know, a few years away from being eligible to become free agents. So, you know, we just played and we grew up together and, um, you know, there was, uh, there was a, 
a, a good friendship among the players on the team. Everyone seemed to like each other. And, you know, there were guys that, you know, would get on other guys, but it was all in fun. You know, Joaquin used to be the, you know, Ozzy used to just bury Joaquin about stuff, but, you know, he, he would take it, you know, he would, he was, uh, he, he had the kind of personality, he would just laugh, uh, laugh along with everybody. So, you know, it was, a, it was a fun group to be around, um, it, but it was a group that, uh, you know, once the game started, there was, uh, you know, winning was the, was the paramount thing, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about individual stats so much as let's just find a way to win this game. And, uh, you know, and that, that kind of translates itself into unselfish players, you know, guys that would, you know, hit the ball to the second baseman to advance a runner to third base so we could score a run, you know, those little things, you know, that team did very well. And, and I think uh, over the course of 162 games, you know, that, that gets you five or six wins, which, Oftentimes, is the difference between you and the second place team, you know? Spinning a double play with a guy like Ozzy Smith, how was that different than anybody else that you ever turned a double play with? Well, Ozzy was, uh, you know, he was special. And his uh, practice habits were so good. Um, as great as he was, he still worked very hard at it. You know, it wasn't an accident that he, that he became as good as he was. And, uh, you know, Another thing that I'll give Whitey credit for, you know, we took infield every day, uh, whether we were at home or on the road, which is a rarity now. And uh, so, you know, we, we worked together a lot. You know, we took ground balls uh, during batting practice and gave each other feeds at second base. And then we had, you know, we took infield. So there was a lot of practice, you know, you know pregame practice that went into it. Uh, <clears throat> but Ozzy was a special athlete that, you know, he, he did things that you can't teach, you know, and, you know, his accuracy, you know, he didn't have a, the strongest throwing arm, but he was he was as accurate as anybody that's ever played shortstop. So my feeds on double plays were usually, you know, right where they were supposed to be. I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, him hanging me up or anything and, and getting taken out. So uh, that that was much appreciated on my end anyway. <laughs> And two more, and then we'll uh, we'll get you on to the next thing. But being back here, experiencing the fans, uh, seeing that there is still a love for those teams you were on, and for you, what is that like for you, just as a person, not even necessarily a ball player? Well, it's special, you know. I, I uh, you know, the teams that I played on in the 1980s, we're we're beloved out here. Every time we come back for a reunion, you know, I mean, we have reunions for the 82 team, the 85 team, and the 87 team. So we're here a lot. And uh, the fans, uh, they loved us back then. You know, that was, uh, you know, that was Whitey Ball. That was the Whitey era. And, you know, that'll go down. That'll be remembered forever in Cardinal history, you know, the Whitey Herzog era. And to be a part of that and to be uh, made to feel so special every time we come back is is really uh, something that I, I value and cherish a lot. <clears throat> And then how are you, uh, you passing time today? Fans always like to know. It sounds like being a grandpa, that's a big yeah. part of it. Yeah, I have, uh, I have two grandkids, uh, Riley, who's uh, going to turn nine in a few days, and Gavin, who's uh, going to be seven this summer. And uh, so it's a lot of fun, you know, being around them. And, uh, you know, I like to do the kind of things that any – retired player likes to do. I like to hunt and fish and, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, all that boring stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, there, there's nothing really uh, dramatic going on in my life. I, I always, uh, 
you know, I, I did manage uh, a little bit in professional baseball and really liked that and wish I was still doing that. But uh, for some reason, I can't get a job. I don't know what's going on. You know, I can't get anybody to hire me anymore. I guess, uh, I guess that window is closed for me. But uh, that's something I'd still like to do. I love the game. I love being around it and uh, feel like I have something to offer for, uh, for the game. But uh, as of now, I'm, I'm pretty happy just being at home. That's Tom Herr on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Coming to the end here, but want to make sure we remind you that Nurses Appreciation returns in 2019 with a day and night option for everyone working all those different kinds of shifts. Choose from the day game on May the 8th or the night game on May the 9th. Either way, with the purchase of a special theme ticket, fans will receive an exclusive Cardinals scrub top. It's got the bird on bat, a hat, a baseball, the STL logo, and a dark navy blue background. It is great for a nurse if you are one or if there is a nurse near and dear to you. This would be a great item that they would really probably appreciate. And a portion of each ticket sold is going to be donated to the March of Dimes, too, which makes all this all the more better. Visit cardinals.com slash theme for tickets again it is a day and night option may 8th and may 9th nurses day and night at bush stadium we're headed out of here but want to remind you you can get in touch with the show podcast with an s at cardinals.com i love hearing from you i've heard from a decent amount of you here in 2019 that's been really fun i read every email please keep them coming things that you'd like to see on the show any kind of thoughts review comments Really do appreciate it. Also appreciate ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts. We're available just about anywhere that you could imagine, and it helps us and helps the visibility of the show. So if you like what we're doing here, first of all, thank you. We're humbled by that, but you could help us out by leaving a rating or a review wherever you consume your podcast. Flashback Friday, been a frequent part of the show, as you've heard. Uh, I talked about it at the top. That schedule is at cardinals.com slash museum. We bring you those periodic episodes here, but the best way to experience it is live and in person. I hear that Kyle McClellan had some amazing stories about the postseason run in 2011 during his a couple of weeks ago. That'll make it into the show at some point here in the not-so-distant future. Last but not least, if you like this show, you probably like our television show, too. You can find out where to watch local listings across the Midwest. If you can get Cardinal games on TV, you probably can get Cardinals Insider on a local affiliate, cardinals.com slash insider. And then if you are living somewhere else, and I know we do have folks that I hear from that listen to the podcast that are overseas, you can still watch full episodes of Cardinals Insider or individual TV stories by going to youtube.com slash cardinals. We are trying to build up that YouTube page. So if you're interested, that's a place you can watch that content. Of course, though, love having you come here. Please keep on coming. It's cool to hang out with you and talk Cardinal baseball every Tuesday on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. For Fernando Tatis and Tom Herr, my name's Brett McMillan. We'll catch you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.